Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds. Wait, start again so you don't hear me then. <sighs> Break. Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 40 and 20 podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend, Everett. Here we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. I will have to start off by saying, please do forgive the scratchy throat. My wife brought home a mild disease that I have uh, contracted. So you can look forward to having that in the next week. How are you doing, Everett? I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Yeah, doing, doing really well. Um, been a, a cool learning week. First publishing our first podcast. Learned a, a ton about iTunes and RSS feeds and sound editing all these things that i'd never thought about so uh yeah i'm doing doing really well i've got a i've got a little scratchy throat myself i feel like maybe i don't know if it's psychosomatic it could be i appreciate your sympathy sickness uh yeah and i appreciate you doing all the sound editing because um that's not really my cup of tea so i'm I'm glad that you're a tinkerer just like me and but you you look better and sound better so not currently but typically yeah (laughs) <laughs> so this week we're doing uh i think something pretty cool uh and i um i mean it's a pretty basic idea for two people talking about watches is basically the premise we have 600 bucks what are we buying uh and you know kind of focused around building a collection i know i, pro- I took an approach that's probably slightly different than yours so um you want to kick us off yeah sure so the uh, as you said the Premise was to build a three watch collection with six hundred bucks. We did set some ground rules. The oh yeah the 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 main ground rule is that we had some off limit watches, and um, the the probably come as no surprise. We said we didn't want to be able to pick the SKX 007 or 009, the Seiko ubiquitous Seiko divers. No Orient Mako, no Seiko SNK. Mm-hmm. And no Vostok Amphibia mods or stock models. And I think the reason for that is, I think the reason we agreed on those watches is because we knew we would probably both pick them. And so we were hoping to mm-hmm. build a little bit more variety into our collection and, and to force ourselves to think a little bit more than those pretty easy, those pretty easy decisions. But, and I will say, um, my decisions that I made today are totally different. Because I I started at that place where I couldn't get a Seiko or I couldn't get a Mako. Did you find that as well? Uh, Yeah, I had a really similar experience. I was also trying to take the perspective of if someone gave me today $600 and I was only allowed to spend it on watches, what I would do next. And what what I look for in a watch is something that has a little bit of diversity. It's something that looks good almost regardless of where you're wearing it. And obviously there's limitations, you know, some, some, most watches you're not going to take into the ocean and dive. I'm also not going to take me into the ocean and dive. So <laughs> that's not really as relevant, but I, I, that was kind of how I looked at it. I took it from the, the position of, all right, I'm going to add three watches to the collection. This is my budget. What am I going to do? And I think I started I, I in my head. I, I imagined uh, having lost my whole collection and gotten, gotten a $600 payout from insurance or whatever. What, what would I do? I so, should hope you get more than $600. Well, uh, yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I guess I'll kick it off. What we're gonna do? We're just gonna each go through our list. So I'll kick it off with my uh, first watch. And also, this... wait, I'm gonna interrupt you. For the record, neither of us have seen each other's list. All we've done all week is text each other the totals that we've been at as we've developed our list. So I am really <laughs> excited to see what you've got on there, and I'm also intrigued to see if there's any overlap. I'm. There was a couple watches that I was like. Did this maybe make it to your list and got a negative response? So my assumption is that we don't have any overlap. So I'm excited to see what we've got. Uh, we've got cooking here. I'd be surprised if there was any overlap. So I would be too, actually. So the first watch I picked is, I think, one of the most underrated watches, or at least one of the most underrated watch brands uh, in the affordable world. It's a watch from the Bernhardt Watch Company, Fred Amos. Uh, makes Bernhardt watches, and I think Bernhardt watches are one of the very sort of first, the pioneers of micro brands. They're pri- priced incredibly competitively. Most of their sort of basic three-hand watches come in between three hundred and and four hundred in that range. Um, but my first watch was the Bernhardt Binnacle Ankle Anchor Three, 
It's a uh, $259 watch. It's not the most current iteration, although they're still in stock. I think there's subsequently been a four. There's some very minor differences just in, in details and styling, and I think you couldn't go wrong with either. But it's a Rolex Explorer, uh, a Rolex Explorer homage for sure. And that actually gave me quite a bit of hesitation in this pick because I'm sort of, uh, I, I'm sometimes negative about homage watches, but at the end of the day, it's such a well-featured watch, uh, and it fits so well into our price, uh, our price scheme here that I, I could not pick it. So I picked this watch to be sort of the anchor of the collection, and it's called an anchor. There's that. Will you show me the picture finally? Oh yeah, I'm supposed to do that. Um, it, it's a 40 millimeter case. Um, steel bracelet, and, and you know, I, I've never actually handled one of these things, but from what I uh, from what I understand, these these bracelets are phenomenal. So the one thing I I don't love about this watch is besides the homage feature, the end links are actually hooded, so it's not mm-hmm. a fitted end link. There's a hood that fits over. So this. What would normally be an end link is actually connected to the case. It's a it's a hood that's part of the case. I don't know what I think about it. I haven't handled it. People don't seem to have a huge problem with it. It seems a little weird to me, though. I think I'd have to put my hands on it. But just looking at that looks like a rendering that we're looking at online. You know, I think um, it's an actual photograph. Oh, that, that definitely is. I think it. it's a cool look. It's something that I've not really seen before i think it's just that cool little kind of quirk to it i like watches that have some personality uh, and i think that's got enough personality that it's not standing out or being weird it's just got a just a little a little quirk to it just a little bit of personality that makes it its own when it's very much in the vein of the rolex explorer i mean the the font here is I, i i don't know if it's identical but it's nearly identical to a rolex explorer font obviously We've got an extra number here. The The Explorer doesn't have the 12. It's only got the 369. But other than that, um, nearly identical. It's Miota 8215, solid movement, um, solid end lengths here. It, it's just a really sort of well-featured watch for the price. Um, and, and I figure it's it's an anchor. It's that dress, that dress tool watch that we talked about. Nicely signed, case back, signed crown. Um, I, I think everything I'd want in an everyday day-to-day watch, if if I could, it, you know, if you can get past the homage feature, some people don't like Mercedes hands, doesn't bother me at all. So that was my first watch, two hundred and fifty-nine dollars, which is the which is the most expensive watch that I've picked, um, and, and I think it's featured it's featured really well at that price point. That's a good start. I like it. So second watch, I'm gonna skip around here. This is uh, an interesting watch. You know, I think that this is another sort of chronically underrated, <clears throat> chronically underrated watch. It's the Seiko SSB 027. And there's several of these. So there's um, 027, 025, 031, 033. There's the, there are all this line of tachymeter sort of racing chronographs in the Seiko Mecha quartz line. So the mecha quartz movement, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a quartz movement, battery operated, but with a functional mechanical quartz module on top that runs your that runs your chronograph. So it's a sixty minute chronograph, so not the longest chronograph ever. It's also comes with a twenty four hour subdial. I don't know how much I love that. It's maybe seems like a bit of a throwaway to me, but yeah, whatever. It's something cool. A re- it's got that snappy, I think it's a one-fifth or a one-fourth second, big hand, big second hand on the chronograph, and it's mecha quartz, so snaps back to zero, unlike a, a true quartz chronograph. 40 millimeters, which is great size, um, 20 millimeter bandwidth. The colors, this, this is probably the most wildly colored one. I do like the steel bezel. That lime green might not be for everybody and might not be for every day. If you didn't like it, there's also a white. There's a black and red. 
I think um, the lime green kind of fits what it's trying to that racing feel. Just kind of a like you're not gonna buy a a black muscle car. You're getting red. You're getting something bright that stands out. And I think that that fits that that racing feel to that watch. That's a I like that watch. I don't know that I would wear it, but I I think that's a that's a good color scheme on a watch with that that idea in mind. Well, and I I think actually the forty millimeter size. So I think when you pick up pictures of these. Uh, it, it's hard to picture what it would look like smaller. Um, you, you know, it, it's a metal bracelet, steel bracelet on this thing. I assume that bracelet's not um, not all that great. I, you know, I've got notes here and I'm not reading from them. But yeah, there's nothing on here. Halloween links, 430 date window. Oh, yeah, that's that's the other thing I'm not sure I love. There's that 430 date window. It's a, It almost just disappeared. It's kind of a cluttered dial. I did not notice that there was a date window as I'm looking at it. It's got those three sub-dials. I didn't even notice the date window at the 430 position. So as I'm sitting here now, I realize I should be reading my notes. That The other thing about that binnacle anchor, my, my first watch pick, it's a 200-meter watch. It's a, a full-on dive watch specification. Um 200 meters, killer bracelet, sapphire, super luminova. Um, you know, it, it's a watch that you can do anything in. That that movement, that 8215, has a, a weird movement thing where the second hand shutters if you bump it. But from what I understand, it does it does not affect the longevity or the durability of the movement at all. Um, super, super durable. This is similar. It, it's not a 200 meter. It's a 100 meter. But... Uh, still a ton of water resistance. You're not going to, you know, unless you, you leave the crown out or something, you can wear it in the shower, you can wear it in the pool. It's not gonna, it's not gonna leak unless you've got a bad seal or something. Um, talking now about the SSB, the, the 027, the chronograph. I, I just, I, I like the functionality of it. Um, and, and I think a three watch collection should have a chronograph, um, Mm-hmm. And, and maybe someone might disagree with me on that, but it seems like a, a three watch collection. It seems like a real obvious, uh, a real obvious choice. Not that anybody anybody needs that. It just feels like gosh, yeah. we should have that. Yeah. So uh, 119 bucks on that one. Well, this is 123. I, I pulled it up for 119. So I'm going to be doesn't fine. put you over even at 123. I'm okay. So. Um, super well priced there you know the 100 to 150 price range is a little bit of a weird price range so trying to find watches in there a little bit tricky this is the one that popped up and i thought oh it's a no-brainer the size is perfect it's also hard to find watches that aren't like 48 millimeters at that price range Mm -hmm. it seems like everything just wants to be super big so Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's watch two um, so I've got my sort of field watch in the Bernhard Binnacle Anchor. I've got my chronograph. And of course, every three watch collection is going to have a diver. Ooh. So I went with the Scurfa, the Scurfa Diver 1. This watch is only comes in pound price monies. So you'll just have to believe me when I say 156 pounds to the U.S. is approximately $203. Yeah. I won't get out the calculator, but I promise. I trust what... you. It's a neighborhood. <laughs> In that neighborhood, which actually keeps me pretty low. I think total that keeps me at 581, uh, which gives you, you know, enough money to buy a, a NATO on, on Amazon or to pay for shipping for your Scurfa 1, which is coming, coming from England. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, this watch is one of those watches that, you know, being an automatic guy, I've not spent a ton of time with, but it's made by... A real diver, a commercial diver. It's got a really sort of simple, classic, I don't know, maybe sort of Comex style subcase, but without being an homage. Uh, I love the hooded, I love the hooded lugs on here. 300 meters. It's just a no shit diver is what it is. Tons of water resistance. um, Quartz movement. You know, it's got the uh, Ronda 515, which I think is their Ronda's sort of middle-of-the-road, everyday beater quartz movement. It's not fancy. It's a a plated a plated quartz movement, but 
super durable, Swiss quartz, sapphire, obviously, drilled lugs on this for easy strap changes, 120-click unidirectional uh, bezel, 12-month warranty. This rubber strap is, uh, I think, an MBR rubber. I Just a great watch, and, and it won't surprise you when I tell you it's a 40 millimeters, 40 millimeter case, 20 millimeter lug width. Who saw it coming? <laughs> Who saw it coming? And, and I promise I didn't pick watches based on that. That just sort of happened. Um, for me, it's the perfect size. You know, obviously, I have watches that are both bigger than that and smaller than that. But there's, I don't think, any, no matter what kind of watch it was, maybe a dress watch, a really formal dress watch, that might be a little big. But anything else, 40 millimeters is going to work. On mm-hmm. just about on just about anybody, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're Andre the Giant or something. Forty millimeters is going to be great. So these watches all came in right there. These are all, with the exception of maybe the Seiko, um, certainly the Bernhardt, certainly the Scurfa, sort of Cinderella forum favorites. You mm-hmm. know, you know, not the first one people name, but but when it does get named, everyone's like, oh yeah, it's a good watch. So. That's it. That's my three. I came in 580 or so, so a little bit under. Um, two quartz watches. Depending on the exchange rate for the day, obviously. Th- that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, but but two quartz watches, which is... Unusual for you. Surprised me. Yeah, yeah it surprised me. Um, I, I gotta say, trying to pick a dive watch at at significantly less than, you know... 250 300 that needed to come in here and not ha- having the ability to go make or or skx i found that really tough i got one all right well so those are my three what do you what do you got all right so going into my list let's pull this uh let's pull this page up number one the orient second generation generation bambino version one ringing in at 135 dollars. that's a great watch so <clears throat> Like I said, my my philosophy on this was okay. What are the if I get six hundred dollars today that I have to spend on watches? Um, what I want to do is I want to grow the collection of watches that I have. I want to grow with um, a little bit of diversity in it. I don't and and I was excited to cut those watches that we did cut on. We put them on our off limits list because uh, a we I, I either have some of them or I have pretty easy access to them. Should I find a need to or mm-hmm. a desire to wear it? So what I want to do was. Just diversify what I've got uh, got at the house. So I went, uh, my first pick was obviously the second generation Bambino version one at $135. Um, and what I like about it is just, it's simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, so I've got the white face up with uh, a silver case. Uh, it's a 40.5 millimeter case, 21 millimeter lugs and 11.8 millimeter thickness. So it's, it's a, a little bit of a weird size at 40.5 and 21 millimeters, but that that thickness that I, I really like, it's going to be a nice thin, and if you look at the profile view of it... Um, Did you say 21 on the strap? Yeah. That is weird. Right? A little weird, but I'm okay with it. Like I said, like I said earlier, I, I kind of like that. Just, just a little bit of quirk to it. Mm-hmm. The only unfortunate part about that is you've got to find a, a strap for it that you really like on it. Always. I know a guy. I know a guy that can make you one. I do know a guy who can make. Actually, I'm wearing one of his right now. That's a good one. Good strap. Um, but what I really like about it is it's a very simple, very sharp, like just an elegant looking, simple, inexpensive watch. Yeah. Um, the F6724 movement, so it's auto hand winding hacking. I mean, for to find an automatic at that at that price point, especially from a company that makes. That, that we know makes such quality watches already. I just don't think you can go wrong with getting a simple watch from them like this. A three o'clock date window on it. And when I first saw it, as I was pulling it up, one of the first things that I thought of was the Seiko Sarb. Just with the way the hands pop and come to that really, really precise point on them. It, it looked reminiscent of the Sarb to me as I was looking at it. One of those chamfered sword hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a super beautiful watch. I love the applied, the applied indices. For 135 bucks. an automatic applied polished indices. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really great. You know, the, the one thing about this watch, I'm looking at it right now, uh, the hands are a little short. They are a little short. But um, I think they contrast enough that I'm okay with it. They they come, 
they almost know. come out to that ring, which is yeah, sort of set two in... thirds of the way to the <laughs> to the edge of the of the dial. I, I, mean... I don't think it really affects legibility. It's it's a clean enough mm-hmm. dial, and there's nothing there. There's nothing on it. You have uh, really simple markers on it. The Orient logo, three o'clock date window, and there. I I can't I can't read what it says on there, but. Water, water resistant. Might, I yeah, think. I think it probably says water resistant on it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's my first pick. Uh, it's a, I think just a really clean watch that you can add into your collection, and it, it doesn't stand out. It's something that you know is is going to be a win in finding an automatic watch at that price point, and most anybody who looks at it is going to not notice it because you can wear virtually anything and unless you bump into another watch nerd they're not going to notice what you're wearing um yeah no it, it's a great choice and it, it it definitely was written down on my list uh was it oh yeah I and mean, obviously didn't make the final cut but uh yeah i think it's i think it's a great watch i think it needs to be in the conversation here yeah so that's why i've got it and i'm actually surprised we didn't have any overlap in this in this category um well what's next all right so next. So 135. You're at 135. So you still got a lot of budget. I have, still got I have some room to play. Almost 500 bucks. This one's going to surprise you a little bit. Woo-wee. The Seagull 1963. So what I was able to find here on Island Watch, uh, the Hanwai Mechanical Chronograph with Acrylic Crystal. It's the 6345A-2901, ringing in at $299. And that same philosophy that you took, that if you're going to have a three-watch collection, you got to have a chronograph. I have the same philosophy on it. Uh, I like hand-wine-only mechanicals. I think it's a just a cool feature. Um, and I really like these 1963s. They've been on my radar of, of something to get for quite a while. I've seen the Seagull. I've seen the, the gamut of 1963s that are out there and available. But within the confines of this exercise... Uh, this is what I went with. I like that that throwback, that that military style watch. As you know, I like the Russian watches, the, the you know the Chinese throwback that's out there. I, I for some reason they speak to me. It's got a cool color contrast on the dial. Even with that that white dial, you've got the gold, the the gold markers for your hours, the blue blue hand and or the the blue hour and minute hands, the red second hand, and then the uh, the chronograph function on there that. Um, not having handled it, I'm I'm still pretty sure I'd I'd like that watch. And so this is a watch I actually have, or I have an iteration very close to this. I've got the uh, HK Ed, and and I will say I I talked to Ed this week, and he confirmed that it's HK Ed, which makes okay. a ton of sense. I like HK Ed better. Sorry, man. Yeah, sorry, Ed. HK. <laughs> um, but from the horse's mouth or from the horse's fingers, as he typed it. Uh, HK Ed. I've got the HK Ed version of this, um, the 38 millimeter version, which I think it is shipped from Hong Kong for 260. So you did yourself, you, you played yourself, in the words of DJ Khaled. Uh, you lost some money here. I'll let you make a last minute substitution if you want. But, I'll save 30 bucks. <laughs> you know, I don't think actually Ed's got the blued hand, red second hand version of this. I could be wrong, but. Ed is one of the things, the Red Star versus the HK Ed logo. Uh, I, I do really like this. I like the Red Star. On my yeah. on my Commandersky, I've got the Red Star. I just, I don't know what it is. I can't, I can't answer why I like it. I think it's just a cool little. And so is this the 38 millimeter? This is, so this is a 42 millimeter uh-huh. case with 22 millimeter lugs, 13 millimeters thick. Which was a, a little big, not having worn a forty-two before. Um, but I know I, I looked at them in the thirty, in the thirty-eight, and in the forty-two. This was ultimately the one I went with because, well, of the price. Um, and I did not even think to look at HK Ed's because I know you have his in. Uh, well, they're 38. super. They're yeah. super similar. That thirty-eight though wears uh, really well. I'm I'm really happy with the way that wears. I, I haven't had on the forty-two, so I I think that the way the case. I think the way the case sits, it would be fine in either size. Yeah. But I like that that um, that vintage look, that military throwback, those remakes. I think they're 
super cool watches if for no other reason than the than the history behind them and as long as they keep time and they look good i think that's enough for i think that's enough for a 300 dollars watch so what movement is this having it is it's the, the uh the st19 yeah that's yeah. the same that's yeah. the same movement in the 38 it, it's it's a really fun movement you know when i got mine um i when i got mine it wasn't it wasn't operating i'd wound it up and it was it would run for a little bit and then stop and i i wrote ed and i was like man what what's happening and i think it, it was just time it had just sat for a little bit and so mm-hmm. it needed the i needed a break-in oil, period oils and... to be redistributed through that movement or to be distributed maybe i'm not sure um but now it runs like a dream you wind it you wind it once it's got that winding feels so nice mm-hmm. you know for the, a, ch- a chinese movement uh, you, you know, when people think about the, the movement arguments are, you know, Swiss or Japanese, it, very rarely do you hear someone say, what's better, uh, Swiss movements or Chinese movements? But I, I will say for a hand wine, for a hand cranker, that ST19 has been really, has been nothing but good for me. I love it. I love the way it feels to wind it. Um, the pushers feel awesome. The push, it, Yeah, the pushers on that feel really great. And it's just, it's a fun watch. Yeah, I, I like it. Good pick. All right, moving on to number three. Here's the diver we talked about. Oh, yeah. The, e- the Citizen Men's Eco Drive P- Pro Master Diver. Model number on that is uh, BN0150-28E with the four o'clock date window. Ringing in at one hundred and sixty-three dollars and ninety-nine cents, which brings, which brings to my total to five hundred ninety-seven dollars <laughs> and ninety-nine cents. So I've got three bucks, two bucks, two bucks, two and change. So I'm going to get a big gulp. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, with this because I, I so I I've I've looked at the ProMaster. One of the things that I that I like about it is I like that eco drive movement. I've like I said like like we've talked about. I have one of the eco drive movements. I like that function because I don't like batteries. So I either want to hand wind my watch, I want it to wind on my wrist, or I want the sun to power it. Uh, so when I I'd pick these, I pick the the Bambino and the uh, 1963 first. So I was looking with a relatively limited budget and recognized that in the three watch collection, I've got a I've got a chronograph, I've got a. I think a dress tool watch can fit for that Bambino. It's fairly inexpensive. It looks elegant. It, it looks nice. It's but it's not something that would be tragic to to wear in an everyday activity. So I wanted to add a diver into the into the mix here. So looking across the divers, the the Promaster diver has been on my radar for uh, a while, uh, and we've talked about it. I don't know, probably a couple dozen times over the last year. Um, it comes on that silicone silicone strap. Uh, just a, a really good looking bulky diver. It's a 43 millimeter case, 20 millimeter lugs, and it's 12 millimeters thick. And it's using their EcoDrive uh, E168 movement, standard 200 meter, 200 meter water resistance. Um, and just a good, a, a, nothing extraordinary, a really basic diver that if you're going to, if you're looking to add a dive watch to your collection for under a hundred or under $200, I feel like this has to be in the conversation. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, um, it's, it's a, it's a great, I mean, it's right there in sort of the, everybody needs to know about this watch if mm-hmm. they're making an entry level decision. Yeah. yeah. And that's, so that's what I went with. Those are my, my three, the Orient, uh, second generation Bambino V1, the Siegel 1963 chrono. And the EcoDrive, or the Citizen EcoDrive ProMaster Diver. So you have twice as many mechanical movements in your yeah. collection than I do. Yeah, right. Who saw that coming? <laughs> um, uh, but you still have an EcoDrive. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I, I actually, uh, I, I really like your choices. I think they're, um, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to go to go wrong with any of them. I, I'm not sure I love this Citizen Diver. I actually tried this on at a Fred Meyer, which is uh, a grocery Kroger. department store that we have here, but... Uh, I was not blown away by the case finishing on really? it. I, I, I wasn't, which is is maybe me being being a little snobby. And I think I didn't want to like it either because I I don't love the eco drive movement. But for 163 bucks, shit, it's solar powered, 200 meters. Um, I think that you're gonna 
you're you're gonna just love that watch forever if you pick it up. So good good choices. Yeah, I I think we. I'm surprised we didn't have any overlap. I think we came together with a pretty eclectic list of watches. I like you going with a boutique watch and with a. I've heard of Scurfa before, um, and not really done a whole lot of looking into them. But I I think. I'm interested that we went the the routes that we went. Yeah. Uh, I went like a very predictable route um, away from court. So and I had an eco drive. I just I don't know. Citizen was my way in. Eco drive was my was my way in. So uh, I feel like that. I feel like eco drive should be in the conversation of any beginning your watch collection conversation. Uh, make all the faces you want, man. <laughs> make uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I actually don't have anything against eco drive. I think. The technology is, is really good. Um, I don't know why it's just never. I I, I think I associate EcoDrive with Macy's. Um, and you so, buy Rolex at Macy's. Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, can you? I don't know. Can you? I mean, is there even Macy's anymore? Do they shut them all down, or they're still? I think there's still Macy's. A few. Of them. I know they shut the one in Portland down. I tried on an SKX at a Macy's recently. Uh, it's been in the last year. Okay. Well, yeah, so I, I actually had, uh, I, I know we both had some... Some honorable mentions. Some alibis that we wanted to throw in. Um, and, and I'll say, this decision was actually a little tough for me. I was as late as... Today. Ten minutes before we, yeah. we started, kind of on the fence on a couple of these. Um, the Bernhardt... That binnacle anchor, I think, is a fantastic watch. I'm not really an homage guy. You, you know, this is an homage for sure. I, I mean, I'm not sure it, it's not even a straight rip off of the Explorer. The font is exactly the same. Um, it's a little bit bigger, I think. Not not a lot bigger, but this this is um, a, an homage for sure. This mm-hmm. this is so much an homage that if someone didn't know what they were looking at they might think it was an ex- an explorer if they knew what to look for so obviously submariner homages are a dime a dozen mm-hmm. as are submariners explorer in and of itself is a little bit more obscure certainly explorer homages are more obscure that makes me feel a little bit better but the the explorer homage you know it, it is what it is i did i also don't really love the hooded lugs on this so when i first started looking the hamilton khaki king popped up in my search now this is not a cheap watch no uh at 375 bucks on a bracelet this watch takes up dang near two-thirds of the budget i'd be interested to build that as the foundation and see what you come up with well and so that that is where i started i picked this watch and i thought you know that's it it's 40 millimeters uh, which should come as no surprise. It's got that fantastic military field watch case with the those crown guards that, you know, the curve into the crown guards. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that case style. I love the day complication that, that runs at uh, across the 12 o'clock. Uh, just a super beautiful watch. Polished bezel on it, you know, reflects the light. Um, I, I, I love it. I, I, I like that bracelet. 375 bucks though, c- kind of throws things a little out of whack. Uh, when I, when I first came up with this collection, I started here, I made it to the SSB and then I had, you know, like a hundred bucks mm-hmm. to pick a diver, which is, which is quite a bit of money still. Manageable, um, but har- hard. And that left me with a, a, another watch that is... Probably super underrated, but everybody will know the Casio Duro uh, MDV 106 dive watch. This thing at 42 bucks is an absolutely incredible value. I expected um, you to go that route. I figured I'd see one like the like the Hamilton a hundred and fifty dollar watch and then like a iron man it's a beater just just like a you can do whatever you want to this watch and you're not gonna care just something that because you need to get a third watch in there and you have 62 dollars when i think this does that actually um you know for for 45 bucks 
mineral glass on the crystal. That's that's kind of want want. Um, pretty crappy loom on the maxi dial, which is want want. But for forty five bucks or forty two bucks, you're gonna be able to bang this in anything you want to. Uh, two hundred meter water resistant screw down crown, screw down crown. Uh, this is cool. I'm I'm surprised that I don't own one. I kind of am too. <laughs> uh, anyway, right? What, why don't Why don't we have this watch? In, and in the photo, it looks, it looks nice. It, like it looks like the kind of watch that could pass for something that doesn't cost forty two bucks. I'd be interested to see it in person to flesh that out. But well, and so I've tried these on before. I've tried. I think I tried one on at Walmart once. Actually, believe it or not, I saw it. I was like, oh, that's the Dural. Uh, I, I really like that Marlin logo. Obviously, it it does not have any sort of frills to it you know i'm i'm wearing my amw amw 320 casio today which is a watch i really love i I think it's about the same size 44 millimeters um probably very similar finishing and i love i love this watch this is that Mm -hmm. kindergarten cop kindergarten cop watch um you know it's a totally uh Totally respectable watch, as far as I'm concerned. Different than this, than the Duro. But I, I really like this watch. It gets play. I mean, it gets pretty regular wear in my collection. I bought a this Gakota uh, Tropic strap specifically for this watch because I wanted to have a strap that I really liked for it. Um, yeah, I, I feel like they fit really similar um, places in a collection. So those didn't make the list ultimately i dropped them off and i went with a more balanced list but this this was very close you know the the more expensive hamilton khaki king what i don't like about the hamilton khaki king it's a 375 dollar field watch with 50 meters of water resistant when is the last time you were more than a meter underwater well but you know it's not how far underwater you go And, and and i swim actually pretty frequently it's it's not you know fifty meters means you can go down fifty meters. It doesn't have any screw down screw down crown. It is and there's a lot of reviews on these online. If people say I was just wearing it like normal and it fogged up and Ooh, it got water really? inside, so that to me is a major problem. If I can't wear a watch and do all the everyday things, you know, I, I want to be able to wear a watch in the shower and not worry about it because I'm I'm absent minded, especially. At mm-hmm. six thirty in the morning, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget. Um, you know, if I'm wearing the the 1963, I better don't <laughs> right. Yeah, don't screw it up. So, um, but yeah, so those two didn't make the list. What about you? I know you had some honorable mentions. Uh, so I've got three honorable mentions. Woo! I, I three right. Who said for, for all three for all three positions or no, not for all three positions. I've got three that were. We're in and out, and they're all in that price range that they could have fit in. I, I, it wouldn't have replaced, for example, the. Um, uh, it wouldn't have replaced the. Now I don't even remember what my list was. Now that we're onto this whole new subject, it wouldn't have replaced the seagull. The seagull was kind of the that was the the big ticket that was in my on my list. So I worked around that, uh, just being that it's hard to find a chronograph like that, mm-hmm. and I I really like that style, and I think having a unique watch in your collection is something that if you're collecting watches, you, you want something unique. You, you, you're, that's just part of the part of it. Yeah. Everyone wants a Russian watch or a watch or a Chinese watch or something, something. Well, I don't know that everybody does want this. Those is the, you should, but we want you, those. Things. I want something weird. Yeah. I, I there's, too. there's nothing I like more than wearing my Komandersky with a black dial and a tank on it. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm with it's you. just, it's such a, it, I don't know. I can't explain it. I really don't have words. It's to way explain. cooler than an Eco Drive Citizen Diver. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. You're right, but <clears throat> it didn't make the list because I put the Pambino in there. So anyway, we'll we'll go to it. The Commanderskis. The Commanderski is on my list. It's so, on your honorable mention list. Yes. So my honorable mention, the Orient uh, Neo Seventies Panda uh, Chronograph. That was that was the hard decision for me. Was the 1963. Or the Neo 70s. Because yeah, that's not cheap either. What? No, that was the... It's So the, the Neo 70s comes in on Amazon at 268 uh, So still right there in that price range. Mm-hmm. And that was the first decision I had to make, was what am I going to build? What chronograph am I going to build this 
this three watch collection around? Is it the Neo 70s or is it going to be the, um, <clears throat> or is it going to be the, uh, the 1963? What'd you just click on? I don't know. Right Look here. at this, this Seiko Recraft. That's pretty cool. All right. Sorry. Keep going. That's okay. So, um, <laughs> that was the first decision and it was, it was, I mean, not a terribly difficult decision to make, but that's why I made the arm mention is it's a good looking watch. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's simple, but it has all the chronograph features. It has that, the, you know, four o'clock date window. It's got all of your, everything you're looking for in a chronograph. Um, what do you think this <clears throat> versus the SSB at that same price range? I think I go the Orient. I, I like the fact that the Orient solar, mm-hmm. um, I, I like that solar movement, but I like the tech, the tachymeter scale. Yeah. On the, it's on cool, the and it, but I think I think choosing between the two, I'm gonna and, go the, and half the Neo price 70s. on this half price. You know, the the Seiko is half the price of the Orient too. At, at least these two iterations. But if I'm building a collection around it, I'm not so concerned about the price because somebody gave me six hundred dollars and said buy watches. I think at 120 bucks that that Seiko. Not to argue for my choice, but for 120 bucks, I feel like you're arguing for your choice. That Seiko is. It's a cool watch. Maybe one of the most underrated watches in the affordable sort of watch spectrum. Mecha Quartz. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. 120 bucks. I, th- I just. I like. I like the Neo 70s better. You don't like Seiko. He's a. I like Seiko. I'm Seiko. wearing a Seiko. <laughs> That's true. No. I have. I've got. I've got an SNK on my wrist. With actually a really great leather strap by REM Strapco. Um, two of the leather straps that I own and wear with great regularity are REM Strapco um, by my co-host. Or am I your co-host? Who's Batman? <laughs> Maybe we could just be hosts. Okay, yeah. By one half of the team here at the 40 and 20. So REM Strapco is a non-commercial enterprise as in i don't make any money i've never actually sold a strap he pretty much just makes them and gives them to me (laughs) or other people i had a lawyer chase me down literally another lawyer chased me down to the courthouse one day to ask me it was not the defendant at the courthouse so we're clear (laughs) chase me down to ask me to make him a strap uh which i did and he wears it every day i've seen him several times you make great straps they're cool they're i mean they're not i think they're they're it's one of those things that's way easier to do once you know how to do it. They're simple. They're comfortable. They look yeah. good. I think, I mean, it looks, we'll, we'll get a picture up on the Instagram uh, of, uh, you might actually already have one on there, but we'll get a picture of a, a picture of the strap up on, uh, on the SNK up on the Instagram. So or you can follow me at REM Strap Co. Also that. On Instagram. Also that. So moving on to uh, honorable mention number two for me. Surprise, surprise. The Vostok Komodorsky in any of its 1,000 variations, mm-hmm. you will find a dial that calls to you. Now, this is a watch you own. It is. This exact model is, is a watch you own, I think, right? Yeah, that's the exact model that I own. The bezel is loose. It's weird. It doesn't <laughs> look very good, but it has just such a great Russian history behind it such a great not even russian soviet history behind it they look cool they run great the only thing that i don't like about it is that there's no way to quickly adjust the date so if i let it run out of battery and it's the first of the month and oh yeah and the date is set on the eighth oh my god it's not getting worn the date, and i will the date for, dance. yeah the, the, it's it's and because of that, it spends a lot more time in the box than it does on my wrist. But if I decide to pull it out on a day where I'm either behind on the watch, I'm like two or three days behind, or I'm on it, that's called winning the lottery. Yeah. And that thing goes on. And I'll wear it for four, five, six days because of the dates. Because you're, you're, you're up. Because I'm already, the date's are already good. So I'm not going to mess around with uh, with fighting the date. I don't even set my scuba do it anymore. I just, I just put it on i put the i set the time obviously but i don't set the date anymore i like having the date on my watch it keeps me from pulling my phone out and getting getting sucked into my phone that's why i set the date i think people do that too much i think watches are a good way to mitigate it maybe for me maybe not for you i don't know well no i I, i'm with you uh i I feel the same way i like a date complication um more times than not i I prefer a date complication but for but for whatever reason the extra what i know is going to be like two and a half minutes 
to run. Right, because it's not that hard. It's not that hard. But I, it's a it's it's obnoxious. just a pain in the ass. You know, most of the time, what what I'll what will happen is I'll throw it on. I won't change the date. I'll set the time. Won't change the date. And then two o'clock in the afternoon, when I'm working on something really important, uh, it'll occur to me like, oh, I should stop what I'm doing right now and do the two o'clock, eight o'clock dance twenty times. Uh, and so for anybody who hasn't worn one, these Vostok movements, I was going to say bulletproof. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, not, not literally bulletproof. I don't know how reliable they are, but they, mine seems they to, good. yeah, mine seems to work fine. You, you have to, there's no quick set date. So you have to, to manually, you don't have to run it 24 hours around. I just do. You're not you saying just keep, much. You I just spin it. I just spin it. I have, I have, like put my finger on the edge and just spin. Yeah. <laughs> you, put, you said, you know what we should do? We should make a little fitting for a drill. so you you know what what you can do it it might what you can do instead of no certainly it would (laughs) (laughs) is you can run you know get it to midnight get the get the the minute hand uh to midnight run it to two run it back to eight back to two back to eight and so when you do this it 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 it, it, it will cycle through the days it's very simple but once you when you've done it a handful of times it just becomes outrageously tedious annoying. tedious it's tedious That's i don't right word. i don't set my watches until i because i get up house is dark i leave before everyone's awake so i don't set my watch until i'm nearing like until i get to my first stop right. in park so i give right. it a chance to to wind up and the, with the the bow stock it's a hand wind only so the komandersky is not automatic hand wind only. Ah. Uh, ah. so i get up there and i hand wind and then i play the date game if I'm a couple days off, but if I'm more than a couple days off, it's not getting worn. What's your What's your next? Uh, you said you had oh, three, right? So next honorable mention. Ah, I wondered. I thought I was uh, thought for sure this was going to show up in your list. Timex MK1 Steel Chronograph. Now this is a very, super cool watch. I we talked about when when Timex dropped their steel their steel case line. Uh, we talked about them a lot, and they've mm-hmm. and since then they've been on my hmm, hmm I should get it, and they ring in at one hundred and thirty nine dollars, mm-hmm. and because of that is is really why I haven't gotten one because if I'm going to spend one hundred one hundred thirty one hundred forty dollars on a watch, I'm getting the Bambino mm-hmm. first. But I feel like the Timex had to make the honorable mention list because it is a chronograph. Um, they just look good. Yeah, you know, they they're they're a they're a, a known quantity. They make quality watches. Um, and for $139 for a chronograph, I just, I, you can do better, but it made the honorable mention you list. You can do a lot a, worse too, I yeah, think. Yeah, you can do a lot worse. But the reason it's on that honorable mention list is I wanted a chronograph in the lineup. So my, I mean, obviously I have three chronographs in my six watches. Um, I feel like it's, <laughs> right. that was a weird picture. Yeah, that guy, he's got strong <clears throat> arms. And he's wearing not pants. What is he? What? is this picture i think is it like a a weight belt or something i don't know it's worth going to and we're just so we're clear where this isn't an advertisement by any means but if you go to the timex uh website and look at their pictures of the mk1 steel chronograph um there's a very strange photograph of a fella holding a pair of goggles putting on like a kidney belt but i can't tell if his shirt is extra long or if he's just wearing a matching shirt and uh, like jersey cotton shorts. It's so weird. So I like a couple things about this watch. I really like the crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. Do you know? Is this a, a mineral crystal or is it uh, acrylic? Or... Hold on. I think it's mineral. Uh, as I was looking at it. I don't know. I, you know, I, I feel like these I made my list bubble yesterday. dome. I feel like these bubble dome crystals should be. Oh, there we go. Acrylic, yeah, yeah, very oh. cool, very cool. Indiglo, man, it's, it's a, a really thirty cool meter watch. resistance. I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's for you know you're gonna get a shitty a, Timex movement, and that always bugs me. Yeah, but with for, Timex. for you know, for a steel cased chronograph at 140 bucks within the confines of this exercise, I thought it fit well. It obviously didn't felt fit well enough to make the final list, mm-hmm. but. Um, I feel like it had to make the honorable mention, um, at least for me, as I was building mine, because um, <clears throat> this would be in my top six watches if I'm if I'm given six hundred dollars. Like, am I gonna get this watch? Yeah. 
You know, so they make a uh, anodized aluminum MK1. Ooh, and those are those look cool. The like the kind of uh, olive drab, uh, almost brass looking case on it sure. is, is a really co- cool color. And I've only seen that in a couple a uh, couple manufacturers that do that same color scheme. I really like the the blue one. I think is my favorite. It's a blue anodized aluminum chronograph exactly the same as the steel version but but obviously made from aluminum i think these watches are super cool the the aluminum i think the thing i like about is that aluminum is going to patina Mm -hmm. um probably pretty quickly i i suppose they're probably a, a less durable coating than a pvd or or dlc coating so it's gonna you're gonna bang it and the soft aluminum is gonna scratch i think these things are gonna patina it really well um and they're 20 bucks cheaper 120 bucks cool watch and and, and a little bit smaller too i think 40, yeah the 40, 40 as opposed to 42 so um, but yeah the anodized is a cool look there's a couple of watches out there that marathon pilots watch that has the anodized uh has the anodized coating on it another watch that i've um looked at lustfully i think is mm-hmm. an okay adjective for how i've looked at those watches <laughs> so i think we're at that part of the show where we talk about other things we not, like not watch things <laughs> other things we like uh i know you said you had a couple things what 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 came up in your uh internet rumblings this week so a couple things uh one of the first things is i spend probably um probably more time than i should i you know i might be painting a bad picture of myself i don't spend as much I don't waste as much time on the internet as I may seem like, or maybe I do. I don't know. If I'm having to defend myself, I feel like maybe there is a problem. Or not. What do you got here? Anyway, Nobody's going to so, judge you for your internet choices. First thing, all things interesting. Are you familiar? Uh, what is it? All things interesting. I'm not familiar. Tell it's me a website. More. It's a It's a website about all things interesting. I spend some time on there, not a whole lot, but it's a good like show up. They've got... So wait, News. quick question. Yes. Is it all of the interesting things or is it or is it all things on the website are interesting? Maybe it's both. All right. Does it have to be either? Carry on. Anyway, it's got news, science, history, and the whole thing is uh, news stories, history stories, science stories you may or may not have heard about. First thing that I saw uh, maybe two or three days ago, or it might have been yesterday, in the recent past, was... Um, the way that uh, NASA went ahead and fixed the uh, Hubble telescope. And they fixed it much like you or I would uh, fix our cable. They very seriously. So there's a whole long story and they turned this gyroscope off uh, and they were using a different one and they went to go back to use this other gyroscope and when they powered it on, there were some errors in it. So they went through what they called their reboot. And I'm using air quotes because I think it's important that NASA just called it their reboot uh system for it function for it when in reality they just turned it off and turned it back on that's what i do with my tv or phone exactly or and as i was as I, I was talking to one of my coworkers about it today and my first thought was it certainly wasn't a nasa scientist who was like oh yeah this is what we need to do it was some like janitor or intern who was in there who was like have you have you tried turning it off and turning it back on? It works for my cable all the time, and I'm just imagining NASA like this. Wait, this, so is that a real part of the story? You're that's part. That's of- what I'm. That's okay. what I'm imagining in my head, because they didn't really go into detail as to whose idea it was. So I'm going to take some some artistic license here and imagine it was just some dude in there in this pushing room. the bucket with yeah. the mop. Oh yeah, yeah, by the you mop. Try turning it off. <laughs> so that's what NASA did to to reboot this. Very expensive system in the Hubble telescope. Next. This is something that I was very excited to learn about a couple months ago. And it just came back into my consciousness as we're in the middle of football season. I started thinking about what I want to do for the Super Bowl this year. And the Super Bowl for me is always a little bit stressful because I always, I, if people come to my house, I have to clean, I have to cook. Like I have to have a whole bunch of, you have to have Super Bowl stuff there. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to please everyone. I feel like those grape jelly meatballs. Yeah. It's my jam. Yeah. Or, or little hot dogs. Or little smokies. Little you know? smokies, yeah. Yeah. I want to do a little bit better than that. So I usually go overboard and spend all of Friday and Saturday smoking s- meat. Laving in the kitchen <laughs> over the smoker. Like I very seriously smell like campfire. <clears throat> but this year, I found the solution and I'm going to go with it. 
Did you know, are you familiar with Cat's Deli in New York? Uh, yes, I, I'm familiar. Yeah. Okay. So uh, in the in 2016, Zagat ranked, ranked them as the best deli in New York. And they're widely regarded as one of the best delis in the world. Yeah, it comes up in best deli <laughs> conversations. Always, or... yeah. Always. Not that we have a lot of best deli. No, not here. But we have to just read about them because we <laughs> certainly don't have them here. Uh, they do free domestic shipping. Mm. So for 175 money, right? I wrote it down. Yeah, for 175 money, you can get what they call their game day package, which is a pound of corned beef, two pounds of pastrami, a loaf of rye bread, a pound of mustard. I didn't realize that mustard came in like weight increments. I usually thought it was volume. What does but a pound of mustard look like? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm going to buy it. So you'll get to see it because you'll certainly get to enjoy some of this. Uh, a pound of Russian dressing, again, something I would think would come in volume, not weight. Uh, a pound of Swiss cheese. Do you, I bet it comes, do you think it comes in a bag? I hope it comes in a bag. I hope it does. Yeah. And whenever you buy one of these things, you get a hat or a shirt. Nice. Included. Which, I mean, for 175 bucks, I better be getting a hat or a shirt. You also get a small soft salami, a dozen pigs in a blanket, and a quart of either their, uh, their, either their pickles. They have like a semi-sour and a, oh shoot. I wish I could remember the other one. They have two varieties of pickles. So four pounds of cured meat, a t-shirt, a whole shitload of sauce. Yeah, two pounds of it. Some sausage or salami? Uh, yeah, a small soft salami, a dozen pigs in a blanket, and a quart of pickles. Uh, now, to put this in perspective, it costs twenty two seventy five for a sandwich at Cat's Deli currently. <laughs> you walk through the door, you're paying twenty two seventy five for a sandwich. And I can tell you, having been there, it is the best sandwich i've ever had i was in new york i don't know five years ago or so and the sandwich wasn't 22 bucks at the time it was probably like 16 Mm. but and what's more miraculous about the fact that there wasn't a line i just i walked in because it's the 22 dollar sandwich no it's always a line. every picture you see cat's deli it's a line around the block i had a friend who lived in new york he was like hey you have to go to cat's deli okay whatever i'll go to cat's deli you're the you're the boss like you you live here i'm just visiting we walked right in, right up to the counter. I texted him. I was like, what's the big deal? And he said it was impossible. Like, there's just no way. I could just hit this perfect window where there's no line. We walk in. We get our sandwich. <laughs> it's hands down the best sandwich I've ever had. And it's... Did you get <laughs> a corned beef or Reuben or something? I guess got a pastrami sandwich with a little bit of, a little bit of their mustard on it. The only thing that I could even begin to complain about is that the bread was not thick enough to support the fact that I got very seriously a pound of meat between these two slices of bread. I ate the whole thing, both my pickles. I had meat sweats for two days following it. My <laughs> wife ate half of the sandwich and thought she was going to die. She doesn't handle meat sweats well. I'm a trash monster. As we, I think we talked about being, being a trash monster last week. That's going to be a recurring theme is that I'm just a trash monster. Uh, I ate the whole thing, thought I was going to die. She ate half of it, could have died because she doesn't handle... Um, that kind of trauma to her insides the way that I do. I like, feel like you very carefully, you realized you were at a point where you needed to be careful about how you were to the next. Yeah. Day. Yeah. No, that's, that's important. <laughs> I, you guys are never going to meet me. So judge me all you want, but I'm still going to play it a little safe. Cause she's one of our three listeners. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Four. Yeah. We came, we got to four. Kim listened to. Nice. Right. Sam didn't listen. <laughs> she probably won't listen to this one. So wah, wah. Uh, if you do listen, blueberry, that'll be the code word. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Anyway, I have no clue what that means. For 175 bucks, you get That sounds like an awesome deal. I mean, and you get to cut out all of your Super Bowl food prepping and everything. How fast is it? I mean, they cook it in New York. I don't know, man. It's got to be fast. So, in World War II, their their tagline that they created was send a salami to your boy in the army. They still use that. I still see on my Instagram feed send a salami to your boy in the army. Uh so I don't know how they ship it. It's got it. I mean, HelloFresh does it and they do it with raw ingredients. So I'm imagining you're going to get it in like a cardboard box that's insulated. You probably have to heat it up in the oven or something. That is a terrible catchphrase. It's a great catchphrase. Are you kidding? <laughs> Send a salami to your boy in the army. It doesn't rhyme. It, it's, I don't know. I'm into it. Send Sounds me a like salami. Some terrible Bob Hope USO tour. It, it is from World War II. All right. What is. else you got? That's it. That's my list is I've got my Super Bowl food figured out. It's 175 bucks. Best sandwich I'm ever going to eat. And you're and doing get, it. Yeah, I get to have it at my house. Review of the cat's game day in package. Mid-February. Coming soon. All right. 
Other things I like. Amazingly, I found an article about a NASA telescope that had to be repaired. So my article was on Vox.com, an article about the Kepler Space Telescope, which is weird. uh, the telescope that, rest in peace, was decommissioned this week, last week, after, uh, I think, nine years or seven years, eight years, nine years, something like that. 2,600 exoplanets discovered by the Kepler Telescope. When it was launched in 2009, only So that's nine, nine years that it's been in commission. <clears throat> Fuck. Only 900, <laughs> 900 exoplanets had been discovered. It discovered 2,600 exoplanets. So an exoplanet, uh, I learned from this article, is a planet that is outside uh, orbiting a star outside of our solar system. Orbiting a star that's not the sun, in other words. So they put it out. They put it out of commission this week, but it actually lived a lot longer than it was supposed to. It shut down a number of years ago. Uh, did they just turn it back on? You know, they did not. And I don't know how this works, because this sounds like bullshit science to me. I'm sure it's real. Supposedly, they used solar rays. To change the flight course of Kepler so that they could continue to view planets. It shut down. It had some sort of critical malfunction. They used the pressure of solar rays to reset this thing. Even though it was off and they couldn't... How? how? 90% of the people listening to this will be smarter than me. Read the article. Vox.com. Okay, I'm reading it. Kepler Space Telescope. Fantastic. The second thing I found, I was going to stop here. I was only, I only had two things. I've got three now. Do it. But second thing. If they're still listening, they're still listening, right? Beastie Boys, Mike Diamond, Adam Horowitz have released a um, autobiography, a Beastie Boys Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Called the Beastie Boys book. I haven't, I haven't gotten it yet, uh, but I need to. It's, it's not a lot of money. It's like 36 bucks, 32 bucks, something like that. Contributions by Amy Poehler, Spike Jones, Wes Anderson. Um, obviously, a ton of pictures. You know, you know, Adam Yock died several years ago, mm-hmm. which was, I think, probably the first time a celebrity has died that I felt gutted. I heard that Adam Yock had died of cancer, and it affected me. You know, because I grew up. I'm a little bit older than you, not much. Grew up with Beastie Boys. They were a part of my youthful consciousness. Very much so. And so, I'm excited about the book. I haven't bought it yet. It's on the radar. I'll buy it. I'll give a review. Looks fantastic. The third thing I have, and this just came up today. Radiolab. I know you've listened to Radiolab. Mm -hmm. Radiolab's probably one of the most popular podcasts out there. Um, I think they get millions and millions of listens every week. But Besides ours. This is number two. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the re- I saw the reviews. <clears throat> this week's episode on Radiolab is about the famous uh, Wells, Orson Wells, uh, Space Talk, War of the Worlds. Oh, really? Broadcast. And um, it's fascinating. So I've been listening to this over the last couple of days. Uh, and the way, the way Radiolab presents everything is so compelling. And so interesting. And so it could be that they're giving me fairly benign information and it's just super so interesting. Because you don't know anything about it. Yeah. Which is what happens every time you listen to Radio Lab. They have the, you know, I don't know if you've listened to their episode about the shrimp, the the mantis shrimp that can punch real fast and see in a billion colors. You know, it's a stupid animal. Uh, I want to know more about that shrimp, just having you mention it. So <laughs> I'm going to download that episode. So there were the world's podcast. It's this week's episode. It's been fantastic so far. Uh, the thing I thought is interesting is there was a professor who was talking about it and he seemed to be of the opinion that the mass hysteria sentiment that we all know were the world's caused is a myth. Interesting. That it's a myth that almost nobody listened to it. And that the people that did listen to it knew it was fake. And that there was a newspaper reaction to try to get the radio shut down. Because the newspapers were losing business to the radio at the time. And so the newspapers were like, see? Look at these radio people. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. 
listen to yourself. It's fascinating, super interesting. Uh, take a look. And that's that's the other things I have. Three instead of two as planned. Well, I'm out of things too. This is fun. This was fun. So here's the deal, guys. We are learning how to do this as we go. We're not good at it. We're not good at it. We bump the table. We bump the microphone. We are realizing that it's harder to breathe when you're on microphone than you otherwise think. My nose feels stuffy. Uh, I'm out of breath. It's a weird thing. This is hard. We're editing for the first time, trying to figure it out. Stick with us. Any sort of any sort of advice. If you do listen, you have any sort of advice, we'd love to have it. We'd love to have you. We're going to keep making podcasts every week. So like it or not, you're going to see our new podcast every week. Listen or don't, we're still going to do it. Every Thursday. So thanks for joining us for this second episode of 40 and 20, which still doesn't have a name. It will be named by the time you hear it. Don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Thanks for listening. Bye. Our music today is Bummin' on Tremolo by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.